yeah, this is not good. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files and talk about other creepy shits, our lives, our dreams, our hopes, whatever we have for the week, our despairs. The TV shows we like. The TV show. The, the TikToks. TikToks we're following. <laughs> I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this week, Megan is recapping The Dead Files episode called Bethlehem Haunting. It's season 10 and episode 5, and it originally aired July 13th. I put 2028. 2018. It's 2018. Oh, 2018. Yeah. Not in the future. It did not release in the future. Yeah. But time's a construct, so it doesn't really matter. So how come you chose this one? Um, I chose it because last week when we were just bebopping around and chatting, <laughs> we started talking about something religious i don't easter. remember what it was it's because we were trying to plan our happy hour around easter oh right 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 and then i was just scrolling through the episodes and i saw one that was bethlehem and i'm like if this is not serendipity mm-hmm. so this will come out after easter right. but um that's why i chose it so but it's not bethlehem bethlehem no it's, it's bethlehem pennsylvania yeah. yeah and um there is uh no Jesus in it. <laughs> right. Oh. So, right. Yeah. Cool. Um, there are a few content warnings. There's the murder suicide. There's a fatal car accident. There's also a like a toddler who's attacked by spirits. And they do talk about possible essay this um by the spirit. By the this, spirit. Oh, so creepy. The spirits. I know. Oh my this god. Episode. We had that last week so. too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. A couple of weeks in a row. Yeah, Amy's funny because she calls it perving out. Yeah. I think he's perving out yeah. on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amy. She's so, hilarious. She cracks me up. Our happy hour's coming up. Yes. April the 23rd is the date that we've chosen because that was one of the two dates that was uh, selected in the poll. And mm-hmm. um, the other date is coming up too soon. Mm-hmm. Actually, the other date is today. So, um, (laughs) so we're not doing it today. Um, so April the 23rd will be our happy hour. That's Mm -hmm. when you need to get in on the Patreon. Do that Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to tell you my story about when we went to geriatric. Yeah. I call it our geriatric concert night out. Um, this was when we went to see Robin Hitchcock. And Uh I'm not going to say, is she related to Alfred? No. He's British though. Mm -hmm. He is. He's from yeah, British. He's from British. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's really cool. I've, I've, I've been a fan of his since before I met Greg. He's an older guy, of course. Okay. And, oh, Robin, yeah. not Alfred. Robin. Yes. I yes, was like, yes. he no. is not cool. No. <laughs> no, he was not a great guy, okay. was he? He's a no. good director, but. Um. All right. So Robin. Robin Hitchcock is a male. Yep. And he, um, okay. he was performing, and I won't say where or when because I don't want anybody to figure out. Well, I guess you'd figure it out just knowing that it was in the state. But at any rate, um, I don't want anybody to, well, you'll figure it out in a sec. You can't. You'll know in a yeah. minute why. So it is, uh, it's at a club that does have seating, but not a ton. Like the there's okay. like half wide open space and then there's some seating. Okay. We did not get a seat. We did not get there early enough. Oh, no. All of the chairs were full when we got there. Go home. And, it's fine. Just go home. Uh, but our friends were there and they were seating, se- seating, sitting, seated. They were they seating were everybody. <laughs> they were actually ushers. Please come sit down over here. I have a space for you. What, uh, what's your seat number? <laughs> 12E, right this way. <laughs> yeah, it was just tables at a bar. It wasn't, <laughs> no, no uh, assigned seating. So we stood with them for a little bit and I did get to sit down when one of them wanted to stand up for a little bit. But anyway, that's not Good. my story. So we're standing kind of by the bar and it's pretty crowded. Show's going on. Songs are playing. And mm-hmm. I hear this whoomp, 
and directly in front of me, a woman goes flat down, just down on her back. Falls. Oh, no. (gasps) And I was like, what the? And I look, I could see her face. She's right in front of me. And then, you know, a bunch, we all kind of backed up to give her space. And then some staff people came up. I will say the staff was amazing. Um, Oh, good. They were, you know, they were holding her head. They were, you know, helping her sit up, which I Mm -hmm, kept saying, should mm -hmm. they be moving her? Um, Yeah. But they gave her water. She was like, she was a little dazed, but she was, you Mm -hmm. know, conscious. And they let her sit for a minute and then they stood her up and then they put her on a a bar stool kind of and at a table. And she was with a man and he was standing next to her and we thought, oh, that was weird. Okay. Five minutes later, she's down (gasps) again. Same woman? Same woman. Down again. And this time uh, they did not really pick her up right away. They they kind of uh, huddled around her. One person I think yeah. was calling 911. Uh, and then I heard a guy next to me say she wasn't even drinking. So it's, you know, it's not like that. But it was kind of warm in there. Yeah. And like I said, everybody was old. <laughs> um, the, Robin Hitchcock at one point said, I can't see you all very well in here, but um, I can tell that you're, most of you are at least as ancient as me. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg made a note that it looked like a jolly troll convention because there were a lot of people with long gray beards. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so uh, so they they picked her up and hobbled her out. And uh, I, I don't know. I never saw any sirens. Nobody, no EMSs or anything came into the building. So I assume she got out and home okay with the guy that she was yeah. with. But wonder if she just got overheated. It might have been. It was warm in there. I was I was warm. Mm-hmm. And it could have been I think she was sitting though. So I don't think it was like hmm. that kind of thing where you, you know, I hope she's okay. I, I hope know. she wasn't drugged. I know. I know. Well she was yeah, she was with somebody. But I got drugged once when I was with Greg too. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. But uh there was one more thing. Oh, so then at, w- that was in the first set. And then when mm-hmm. there was a break in the in the music we were talking with our friends and one of them said, Oh, that reminds me of the time me and my friend were at, uh, and I'll, I'll, I won't say the place, but at a bar watching karaoke, this guy got up and sang brown eyed girl, mm-hmm. went back to his chair, high five dollars, friends down, dead heart attack. Right after heart he got attack, done singing. Heart attack. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Paramedics came in. He was already dead. Shouldn't karaoke. I know. It's the lesson there. I know. Wow. I know. I can't imagine. Anyway, he's. I wonder if he's haunting that bar. Maybe. Singing Brown Eyed Girl every night. Yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. It's a good song. Yeah, I don't like it, but I know a lot of people do. Really? Yeah. I don't. I don't like. Is it too mainstream? No, it's too Van Morrison. I just, I don't oh, like any of you his don't music. like Ben Morrison? Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't like it. Him right. and Neil Diamond. Well. I know. That's <gasps> un- unpopular. I know. Yeah. Okay. Flip well. Phone Jody loves Neil Diamond. And I'm like. Oh, Flip Phone Jody has good taste. Yeah. I know yeah. that. He, I understand that they're both very, very talented. I just mm-hmm. don't like the music. That's okay. But. You that's can fine. feel that yeah. way. <laughs> there are people that I can't stand who other, everybody loves. And I'm yeah. like, they're not. They're good. Always like good. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Not good not songwriter. Yeah. Not be he's singing. very talented. Very talented. But all of his songs sound the same. Yep. He can't enunciate to right. save his life. He right. always sounds drunk. Yeah. He's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I but agree. But I recognize he's talented. Yes. I agree on that one too. All right. So, oh, and then um, we, last night when we were texting, we were. Megan and I were both watching TikToks, of course, and Obviously. and and I had seen one about this. It was a, a psychic medium that I follow, and she was talking about astral projection and astral dreaming and how you can visit other places in your dreams. And I don't know if you all remember, but there was early on in this podcast, I was talking about a time where I had a dream that I was... Um, that I was flying over the mm-hmm. bluffs of Scotland and it felt really, yes. really real. Yeah. So we saw this TikTok about astral mm-hmm. projection, projection. Dreaming, whatever. And so we were texting and we were like, I wonder if 
like I could just go to Scotland tonight or blah, blah, blah. Because she was saying you can mm-hmm. sort of set your um, intentions yeah, you before you go to intentions. sleep. Exactly. So you can kind of program yourself to to do that. So we were like, maybe we could go meet See together somewhere. Yeah. So we we didn't we didn't really pick a place. We kind of just talked about different places. But I was like, maybe it just makes more sense if we just whatever, see if it happens. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not pick a place. I just said I wanted to meet with you. Okay. And I did not. I didn't either. <laughs> I had picked. I thought we had picked your bar. Oh, I know you said like, that, and so I did think about that. Yeah, that's what I said, and I said it over and over, like as I was kind of scrolling, and then you know, once I settled down, I was just like, I want to see Amy at her bar tonight, and then I just said it a few times. Okay. Um. So and but you know what? The first time, yeah, I didn't think it would work, but no. I think we should keep trying. Yeah, we keep. Trying. What could it hurt? I did wake up in the middle of the night and had I I realized I had been having dreams about the podcast and I was telling somebody about how the statistics work and how like we had this many downloads per month and blah. so mm-hmm. I was I don't know who I was talking to you're on the right track but I was at least it was podcast related yeah the other thing we wanted to bring up is you Megan mentioned that you yes, don't find I... as much joy in Watching murder shows. I had to. Yes, I don't. I will. I lately, like this whole past week when I've been sick, it's just been nature Mm -hmm. documentaries left and right. I just don't don't. I still love the murder podcast, but the murder shows. I just even (sighs) Joe Kenda, like I stopped on Homicide Hunter and I'm like, but I, I just don't want to. Yeah. Uh, well, I do watch Forensic Files too for nappies, mm-hmm. but that, you know, that doesn't count. I took a Forensic because... Files nap this week. It was lovely. It was the original Forensic Files though, because those I know already. So I don't have to worry mm-hmm. that I, I don't have to force myself. Like I don't to stay awake. feel like I have to stay awake to finish it because I already yeah. know the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I have I just... found that I tried to watch uh, last weekend, or maybe it was the weekend before, when our friend Dave was in town, we mm-hmm. were watching an episode good of Good Old Dave. Evil Lives Here, which mm-hmm. is a great show. It's Love a that phenomenal show. show. And it was a particularly yucky one. And okay. I like, I started to feel like icky. Mm-hmm. Like I started to feel like, and maybe it's the empath thing where I mm-hmm. feel like it, it's, it's, rubbing off on me and like I was feeling the pain of these people who are talking about it and yeah I just was like uh," and so I watched the Hallmark thing instead yeah I just I don't I don't want to anymore yeah honestly I've been doing either plot shows or Nate like all this week it's been nature documentary after nature documentary because I just they're just you know they just make me happy and yeah Especially when you're sick, you just need something. That's, you know, I yeah. still love murder podcasts and true crime on TikTok. And, mm-hmm. but I just, the shows, I'm just not yeah, really into it anymore. Yeah. I know that I mentioned Daisy Jones and the Six as yeah. a recommendation a week or two ago. When Melissa and I discussed that show for our uh, Cozy Land podcast, mm-hmm. I did a little research and found out that the it was a book, which okay. I, that I knew. It's the same author as The Seven Lives of Evelyn Hugo. <gasps> that is such a great book. I remember that you liked it. I haven't read it. Oh, it's so good. I'll have to read that. So, yeah. I think you might like the Daisy Jones show. I probably it's, will. It's really I good. started watching the Cosby show again, like f- through, because I keep seeing clips of it on TikTok. And I'm really? like, this show is so good. Despite him it, being a creep. It was good back then. Does it hold up? For the most part, yes. I've only okay. seen a few episodes, but you know it does. But it was like this. Lisa Bonet was so young when they started. Like, oh, I know. But it it was good. But I just I'm trying yeah, to separate. You know, mm-hmm. present day Bill mm-hmm. Cosby from TV show mm-hmm. Bill Cosby because. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good. So I was up to like one o'clock last night watching that <laughs> doesn't help that i took a gummy at like 1 30 and mm. took like a three mm-hmm. hour hardcore nap mm. they worked really well 
Cuff. Um, I lost a shark, you guys. And another, another one? one. Yeah. Chum, oh. one of my hammerheads, his tracker fell oh. off. And it said, you know, the typical message, we you've lost your shark. We're gonna give you another one. Mm. But then when I click redeem, I get an error message. So I reached out to them last week and I haven't heard anything back from them on my mm. new animal. So now I'm down to three. Oh. I'm very upset. That's I know. Bad. I know. I'm hoping I get a new shark and it's not a hammerhead because I do love hammerheads, but I want something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw a TikTok where there's a potential serial killer in Wisconsin. Men -hmm. are going missing. I forgot the location. I sent it to Amy, but Mm -hmm. men are. I thought it was Chicago. Wasn't it Chicago? Oh, you know what? It might have been Chicago. But there is there is a rash of these in Wisconsin as well. well. Wisconsin as, is the smiley face here. killer, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's still happening yeah. now. Let me where because there are there are young men in their twenties. You're right, it's Chicago. Yep, going they're disappearing here in Minneapolis mm-hmm. too, and ending up in the river. Mm-hmm. This is what has been going on in this, and this guy has been doing some research and he is me in a young male form because he made a spreadsheet. He made a Google Mm -hmm. map showing all of these victims where they were going, where they were headed. And the punchline, which is not a punchline, is that nobody seems to care. Which is odd because they're men. Yeah. He said, and they're white. And the TikToker said that that day, because this person, the TikTok was from, um, March 17th, a body was pulled from the Lincoln Park, uh, Chicago River in Lincoln Park. And he said that day, the 17th, he had been in a town hall meeting trying to get people to mm-hmm. consider a serial killer. And mm-hmm. they had basically kicked him out. So, yeah, there's serial killers yep. all over. They're active. We just don't mm-hmm. hear about them. Yep. So and honestly, I honestly prefer it that way. I don't. I know that they're out there, but knowing it and being confronted with a hard reality is two different things. It's terrifying. Yeah. Especially when you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I do wish that the police and media would pay attention because I watched a few of his other videos Mm -hmm. and he's talking about how he presented all of this stuff to, I think it was NBC Mm -hmm. News and he had an appointment to meet with mm-hmm. them and then he got a message saying, uh, eh, or it's canceled. We're not, they don't want to talk to you. I wonder why. So it's getting shut down somewhere, which means they probably know who's doing it and it's high up. I hope not. I don't know. And then somebody in the comments wrote, you should tell Ashley flowers about this. Great. <laughs> Someone so else can, says, no, she'll just, take I was the story just going to say, so she can plagiarize <laughs> the story. Yeah. And then someone else said, but I bet that, the victim's family would rather have it solved than to worry about who's taking Mm -hmm. credit for it, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. But that's also the same kind of shit that people say to cover for people like Ashley Flower. So that sucks. Yep. All right. I've read some articles about her and she is. Oh, I have two and some podcasts and she doesn't care. She just doubles down, keeps doing it. She's making a lot of money. She reminds me a lot of somebody else that we, Mm-hmm. We talk about that. We can't say their name, but mm-hmm. their shit's coming to the light. Yep. That's going to be fun. I know. Popping the popcorn. Yeah. Wait yep. for that to happen. A certain ghost hunter um, who we all know and hate. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. I don't, I don't hate him. I just, I don't like how he treats the the dead, but Spirits, whatever. Yeah. Um, anything Agreed. else? I don't think so. Should we dive right in? 40 minutes in. <laughs> okay. you like stories about haunted locations or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world if so why not tune in to haunted escapes with chris and diane where all this and more will be discussed new episodes drop every sunday the visual versions the following friday on youtube so why not come join us on our haunted escapes hi this is diane and this is kelly of the history goes bump podcast We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. 
Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. So we're in um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, a single mom named Nicole. Um, and she bought this house five years ago, but the activity didn't start until she brought her son August home from the hospital. And he's three. And I changed up my format because honestly, I was lazy today. Yes, I did my notes today. Don't judge me, everybody. And I didn't want to go back and forth the way I usually did. So I just follow what happens in the show. Yeah, that's the way I do it. I know. I, I don't know why I was making things more difficult for myself because I just like <laughs> that. Well, I like I like to do it that way because a lot of times the way that it's edited is it, that it shows you something that Amy sees and then, and then it shows you researching what it, it really yeah. is. Yep. Yeah. Or or the other yep. way around, too. So when we get to Amy's arrival, the first thing she says. Yeah, this is not good. She said there's going to be a lot of yelling, people dealing with bad stuff. There's a lot of freaking out, crying, screaming. And she said she feels a lot of panic. So I think this is from a combination of the the living and the dead spirits is what she's getting these emotions mm. from. Okay. So then we go to Steve and Nicole. Nicole's a single mom who owns the house. She said life is a daily hell. She's really worried for her son's safety. Again, she lives there with August, her son, who's three cuter in a button i cute i cannot with him um and then her friend patty and her daughter moved in a few months ago to try to get back on their feet about eight months ago but they're actually moving out because of all the activity like i said she bought the house five years ago but there was no activity until august was born she said she'll feel watched she hears voices objects will move on their own they see shadowy figures, you know, throughout the house. They're physically touched. Um, and August sees a man with a mustache. He can transform into anything. This person punches August, goes into his head. His eyes will get black. He punches Nicole and then he has no memory of it. So he's essentially getting jumped by this thing and, mm-hmm. and you know, doesn't remember it because one, he's three mm-hmm. and two, you don't typically right. remember when you're jumped. Right. So then we go to Amy and she said when she was opening herself to the location or to the walk, she encountered a male who's with her now. The man is very upset about the living. He's very calculating with the living. He likes games. He likes torturing people mentally and emotionally. Um, She said people might feel like they have early onset Alzheimer's. They might forget things or, you know, think something's they're seeing something that's not there Amy said that this guy is really happy thinking about killing, specifically thinking about killing families. So then we go back to Nicole and Steve and they're in the living room and Nicole says she hears knocking from the basement. And Steve is like, what could it be the pipes? Which that's a that's a fair. That is valid. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, it happened when both the heat and air were off. So there was nothing going through the pipes. It was not the pipes. Um, she also will see shadowy figures go down the hallway pretty regularly. Steve asks what they look like. She says they're misty and they're not solid. Um, and she said sometimes it's one and sometimes it's a cluster of shadowy figures. And he asks, can you describe it? You know, is it shaped like a human? And she said, it doesn't seem human shaped. Um, it just is a kind of a form, not necessarily a shape of anything. Then they show a collectible fire truck that's that gets knocked off the shelf. They don't show the fire truck getting knocked off the shelf. They're just like, this mm-hmm. is a fire truck. It gets knocked off the shelf. <laughs> and then Steve is like, well, I know you have cats. Could they be, you know, pushing it off the shelf? Steve, it's not the cats. It's not the cats. It's not the dogs. It's not the, dogs. It's not the ferrets. It's nobody. It's not the pipes. <laughs> um, and Nicole said the cats don't even go in the room. They don't even like the room. So Mm -hmm. we go back to the base to Amy and we're in the basement. And she said the the guy hangs out there. She said he might get physical with people downstairs because he considers the basement his place. He causes hallucinations. And it's more than that. He'll read their minds and then he projects what they think of as a ghost and he projects what they're afraid of. So it's very Mm -hmm. tormenting. He -hmm. makes them think they're hearing sounds and seeing things. And Matt asked, what kind of threat do you think this guy might pose to the living? He's a sexual predator. 
I think it's possibility, and I hope not, that he's perving out on them while they're sleeping in their beds. Yeah. We don't like perving out. No. Alive or in beds. I mean, awake or in beds. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And she said the living would feel very uncomfortable in the bathroom. They'd feel watched and they might feel um, sexually violated, too. We're back with Steve and um, Nicole in the master bedroom. And then we talk about the bathroom. And she said it feels like you're being watched in the bathroom. And she said she felt like somebody was in the shower with her. Like she felt this cold air behind her. And she said it was just a very perverted feeling. Like yeah. very creepy. And she said it's also, she also has been pushed on her hips a few times. She didn't specify, like, were they just, like, pushed in? Were she pushed forward? Were they, she didn't specify. She just said that she's been pushed on her hips. And she said it feels masculine. And then Augie comes in. And I just love him. Like, He's he so comes cute. in. I only watched like the first yeah. 10 minutes of this episode. That's but all he was I in. I saw him. That's all he was in. Yeah. And and yeah. he comes in and he goes, hi, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He was so cute. And she cute. picked him up. And Steve is going to be the world's best grandpa. Like, I tell you what, yeah. he's going to be the world's yeah. best grandpa. Steve, yeah. um, you know, he's talking to him and he asks him what's going on. And then Augie's telling him, he says that, you know, he sees a man. He has clothes on like me, but they're red. And he has a mustache and he has a lot of hair. And then Nicole um, tells Augie, you know, tell Steve what he does. And Augie says he hits him. And Steve said, oh, where does he hit you? And Augie points to his head. Poor little and then boo -boo. Steve's like, well, we're going we're gonna to try real hard to make that go away, okay? <laughs> so, sweet. so sweet. Um, And then, you know, he's out and, you know, that's all we get of him. But that's perfect for me we could have had a whole episode mm -hmm. around him just he's I the know. best so, so then he leaves and nicole turns back to steve and she's like you know i'm just full of self-doubt am i doing enough for my son am i protecting him because that's the main reason is is that she wants them there and steve asks you know what do you want us right. to do nicole says something is attacking my son and i want it to get fixed and you know so mm -hmm. we go back upstairs with Amy and then she kind of pauses and turns around and asks Matt if he touched her. And he said, mm -hmm. no, I didn't touch you. And she said, all right, well, something's capable of touching people here. And she's worried he might be touching them inappropriately, caressing their hair, their face, their feet. Um, feet. Gross. The foot Ugh. guy. Ugh. I dated one of those. It was. Oh, shouldn't no, shame, we shouldn't. But... Well, that's true. As long as it's consenting. <laughs> Consent yes. is key. Yes. This spirit likes it when people get emotional. He breaks them down both mentally and emotionally. All he wants to do is mess with the living. Like that's his goal is just to fuck with them. Mm -hmm. So then we interview Patty. She's the roommate. She moved in eight months ago. Patty agrees that it's going after Augie. Every person that Steve agrees, meets with, agrees that it's going after Augie. Poor um, Patty has seen him scared, but doesn't know how to help him. Mm -hmm. And as Steve asks, you know, why do you think him? And she said, I think it's, you know, because he's young and he can be manipulated. He doesn't have the, mm -hmm. what am I, like the barriers that we as adults put up. Like, this isn't real. Mm -hmm. This is fake, you mm -hmm. know, to a kid. They see mm -hmm. it all. Yep. And then Steve asks Patty about her experiences. And she said she had something brush against her in bed when she was trying to go to sleep. And then she also had movement on her bed, turned on the light, and nothing was there. And it wasn't the cats because they don't sleep in her room. Mm -hmm. To be, you know, I have that all the time where stuff's on my bed. I feel stuff walking around. and I feel it too. And I always just assume it's a dog. But sometimes I get up to look and it, there's nobody there. It's never a cat for me. <laughs> it's an, it's never a cat. I, I think it's my old cat, you know, who passed away. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. Could be something else, but I don't get a scary feeling. I'm just like, oh, someone's mm -hmm. here again. Mm -hmm. Then we're back to Amy and we're upstairs and she encountered a nasty woman. She doesn't want them there. And she said she looks really stretched out. There will be a sketch of her later. She said she's taking up the whole upstairs hallway and she's really relate. She's related to the angry guy. She doesn't know how. We never figure out how she's related to this angry guy, but there's competition between them. And they hate each other. They just, hmm. they don't get along. 
So then we go into the bedroom. I believe it's the master bedroom where the woman wants to be heard and seen. Amy said the living would see and hear this person more than anybody else. And if she doesn't get the attention that she wants, she throws a little bit of a tantrum. She will pace, walk, slam doors, throwing stuff around. Um, She knows that it scares them and she likes that. So Mm. not great. There's really no good spirits in this episode. Mm -mm. Then we go to Carl, who's Nicole's friend, Nicole's friend, and he's known her about 25 years. He doesn't live there. He's just, you know, had experiences and and he's her friend. Um, He was standing in the door to the kitchen and he saw a black mist float out from the laundry room into the kitchen. And Steve said, well, was anybody cooking? Which, you know, fair, but no, nobody's ever cooking, Steve. Um, (laughs) Ever. Ever. (laughs) Nobody ever cooks. (laughs) Carl said, nope, nobody was cooking. He just saw it float by. He said upstairs, he's also seen a weird stretched out apparition with no face. He said from the neck down, it seems to be wearing some sort of a dress. So he got that it was female. And Steve asked how big it was. And he said it was probably six feet long, all stretched out. And nobody else saw it. Yeah, it was just him. He said... And the second floor hallway, which where Amy had seen this apparition of this woman, you always feel watched and you're never alone up there. Mm. And he said that he's the only person who will go into the basement. Nobody else goes down there. Mm. And again, guess he's doing laundry. Yeah, I guess he's doing laundry. Uh, and again, you know, talking, he agrees that something's going after Augie. Augie will get aggressive. And he's scared for Augie and Nicole. He said he's worked in childcare and teaching, you know, for mm. 20, 20 some years. And he's a, he's never seen this and he's really afraid for him. And mm. so then we go to Amy. We're in an upstairs bedroom. Um, and she said there's a weird shapeshifter guy. She said he's showing Amy images of a demon and then of a man. So at first she thinks he's a demon, but he's not. He's just mm. a, a guy and a man. She said he looks like an 80s rock star. He's got, <laughs> um, and so she, from then she refers to him as metalhead demon or metalhead guy. And she said his sole focus is on the child. <sighs> his goal is to turn the child into a dark and evil person. And he says, He's whispering, you want to kill everybody. Best if you kill your family. Holy shit. Yeah. So then Steve said that, you know, when the first, whenever he gets into town, the first call he makes is to the law enforcement, and there was a murder-suicide right outside of Nicole's front door. Oh. So we meet with Sheriff Joseph Hanna, and there were two men who lived next door to each other in 1949. Um, William Eck was 49, and August Meinberg was 60, and he was a German in, uh, immigrant. And the feud started over their lawns. Um, <laughs> in 1949, William Eck left some tree trimmings on Meinberg's property. And this kind of was a verbal argument that escalated into a fight. Eck ended up choking Meinberg, didn't die. Um, it was broken up, and you know that just caused more and more tension. Mm-hmm. So finally, in 1950, there was a verbal altercation. Um, again, turned physical. Meinberg went inside. He came back out with a shot off shotgun. Nah, a sawed off <laughs> shotgun. Shot, Say that three times yeah. fast. <laughs> he shot William Eck in the head and killed him mm. instantly. Jesus. Yeah. Meinberg was then waving the gun around and ranted, Who's next? Who's next? You know, like, yeah. Uh, a neighbor saw this, tried to wrestle the gun away. Then Meinberg turned the gun on himself, pointed it right at his chest, and shot and killed himself. So totally a senseless murder. I mean, they're all senseless, but... Over some lawn clippings. Some lawn clippings, yeah. I mean, it's always more than that, you know? it's I've seen a gazillion episodes of Fear Thy Neighbor, and it's always some kind of property thing. They're fighting about property lines, or they're fighting about the other one's dog. Yep. Or, or the, the noise really or their yard or yeah. it's so And stupid. really it's just guys puffing their chests out yeah. and being seen which one's the bigger Who's, dick. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. So then we go to Amy and she said she doesn't know if metal, uh, Metalhead Demon lived there or, or had moved in and out or what, but he's a, a very bad guy. And then she said she gets the night, the year 1942 with him. 
She said something happened that caused him to lose faith and become a very dark individual. Um, When he died, he focused on becoming as negative and evil as possible. She said it's possible he killed somebody when he was alive. Matt asks when he died or not when, sorry. Matt asks how he died. And Amy says she's getting um, suicide from him. Oh, so it's the German guy. Yeah, German. So then um, we go dig into the archives and we find (laughs) a fatal car accident in 1997 where the person who passed away owned the house. So then we go to local author Karen Samuels, and she's telling us about Ronnie and Karen Robeck, who bought the house in 1975, moved in with their three children. Uh, and Ronnie was us. And I'm wondering if this is maybe 1995, not 75. I don't know. I'm going to say 70. No, I'm going to say 95. I'm going to say 95. Okay. Um, Ronnie was a supermarket supervisor, and on May 20th, 1997, Ronnie was going to work. A tractor trailer swerved into oncoming traffic, hitting six cars. Ronnie's truck was crushed, and he died at the scene. We see his death certificate, and the cause of death was trauma caused by auto accidents. We see a lot of death certificates in this episode. Mm. There's like five. Hmm. He was pronounced dead at the scene. There were four other people hurt in the in the car crash, but only Ronnie uh, was the one was the only one who passed away. The driver of the tractor trailer was Benny Hilton. He had been driving 19 straight hours, which is twice as long as he should have been driving hmm. without stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found cocaine in his system. So he was put in prison for five years and ordered to pay $145,000 to the family, which is $267,628 today. Mm-hmm. And after that, the family moved out in 2001. They couldn't stay in the home, which I don't blame them. I'm mm-hmm. surprised they made it that long. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Amy and she says metalhead guy messes with the living. She said he can create heart issues and she she's getting an image of a car accident. And he's calling it his big try. And Amy thinks that he caused or he tried to cause the car accident. She Hmm. said she sees a male in the car. And she said then she sees a separate accident with a female. And to her, what this means with those two accidents is he's already attempted one. And he's going to try to attempt another car accident in the future with a woman. Wow. Wow. So then we kind of go back in records and find the original owners of the property, and we interview one of their descendants. We interview Richard Groman. They, the Gromans owned the property for over 60 years. It was built in 1894 by his great uncle, Thomas Groman. Thomas owned the property until 1908 when he sold it to his mother, Rebecca Groman. Rebecca Groman owns it until 1912, so four years, when she gets kidney failure and heart disease, and she dies. So then the property is transferred to Mabel, who's Rebecca's daughter. I don't know why they worded it that way and not Thomas's sister, but maybe because we're following the chain of ownership. Yeah, of who owned it. Yeah. So it goes to Rebecca's daughter, uh, Mabel. Mabel lived there for five years with her husband. She was diagnosed with uterine cancer and died in 1918 at 39 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's young. So then we go back to Amy. And she sees a woman, again, He's she's related to the angry guy. Matt asks who she was in life. Amy says she lived there around 1915 or so, and she died in 1918. Hmm. Um, in her 40s or her 50s. Um, and she said she's white. She has brown eyes. And again, she said she can't get how she's related to this angry guy, but they hate each other. And we'll get the angry guy hmm. here. We think that's Mabel? Who? The the lady that I think that it was is in her yeah forties that she mm-hmm. said yeah. So then we go back to Steve and he says, "Well, what happens after Mabel dies?" Then we have it gets goes to George, who's Mabel's nephew, and he was kind of the black sheep of the family. He eloped in 1907 to his wife Hannah. Within a year, he was caught cheating by her. He was walking down the street with two girls on his arm, and she ran into him. He fled to a hotel to try to hide, which, like, seriously, (laughs) it even made the newspapers. The headline was, chased her husband and girl companions, was the headline (laughs) of the news article. 
funny. He stays with Hannah, but they separate and he moves into the property. Um, he was an alcoholic. And in 1930, he had passed out in his car on the railroad tracks and a car was coming. Thank goodness cops were there and they were able to pull him out of the car so he didn't get hit by the train. He did get arrested. So yeah. consolation prize. Right. <laughs> uh, five years after that, so 1935, he was drunk driving and wrapped his car around a pole. Survived that. Um, so that's 1935. Jeez. 1952, he died of rectal cancer at 64 years old. Ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine that would be a fun cancer to have. No. Not that anyone is, but. No. Not great. I, isn't that what Farrah Fawcett had? I uh yeah I think she had the rectal she had rectal bad. cancer yeah real bad. We're back to Amy and she's talking about the angry guy. He lived there for a while, moved out, and then came back. He would hang out in the basement to escape his family. Um, he felt like his family was a burden, and he took time. Uh, they took time away from him. What he wanted to be doing and thinking. Which, if this is George, which I believe it is, is probably drinking. They took time away from his drinking. Mm -hmm. And then she says, You can't be down here. This is my space. You need to leave. I think he just hated all people and just wanted to be alone. Which, like, mm. some days, same. Yeah, <laughs> right? My guess is he also wanted to uh, be flitting around with the ladies. Yeah. She also said it was very hard for him to live with people. He fantasized about killing people and torturing people. And then she says um, she doesn't think the woman spirit is is psychotic like him. And she said maybe that's why she hates him so much because he's like a monster and she's sure normal, which what is normal. <laughs> but right. by normal in this case, I just mean not a sociopath or a psychopath. Right. right. So then we go to the sketch and she said two th things stood out to her. The angry woman at the top of the stairs and the metalhead demon guy tormenting the person. So we get to the reveal and it's Nicole and her friend Carl. And Steve does this whole background talk. You know, this is their story. And now I'm going to let Amy tell you about our walk. And Amy said the first thing she encountered was uh, or she's going to talk about was the dead woman upstairs. She said, Amy, Amy said, the woman didn't want Amy there. She's not welcome. Welcome. This woman likes scaring the little living people up there, even though she knows it's causing psychological trauma. She mm. doesn't care because she just wants attention. It's kind of like toddlers. Any attention is, mm -hmm. is good attention, whether it's you're mm -hmm. getting in trouble or not. Mm -hmm. So she said um, one thing she does when she's bored or frustrated or not getting the attention she wants is she throws tantrums. And Amy said you might hear stomping. Again, like a toddler. <laughs> yep, like a toddler. And Nicole says she hears pounding on the floor like somebody is holding a broom handle and pounding the floor. And Amy said, oh, yep. Mm -hmm. She may try to be seen and she can throw things. And that's when Nicole talks about the fire truck flying off the mantle of about three feet. And Steve asks what she would look like if people saw her. And Amy said her face is really stretched out. And Amy had a sketch done. Oh. And then once Amy said she says she had a sketch done, Carl said that he did see an apparition of a woman. And um, so then they show the sketch, which I don't know why it's not sending to you, um, but it's thinking about it. Let's try it. <laughs> that's um, all we can ask of it, really. That's all. Try you your know, best. Try your best. You know, try some days you it's just better than others. Um. Amy had a really hard time figuring out who she was. Like, she didn't get any names from her. She just, you know, got what she looked like. She said she did get um, that she came from a very dysfunctional family, and she lived there between 1915 and 1925. Mm. So then Steve talks about Mabel, um, how she owned the house. She died of cancer. Um, she died in 1918. And then Amy thinks that it, you know, definitely could be her. Okay. So I see the picture. She's yeah. ginormous. Yeah. I sent two more there. Um, one is what's going up, on with her mouth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, this I will say looks a little like it's in the style of um, that other one that looked like a fair faucet picture yeah. that I drew. That's creepy though. It is. 
And her fingers hanging over the thing look like rags mm-hmm. draped over there. Yeah, or like a rug or something. Like yeah. Scarves. Yeah, so it's basically the top floor of a, uh, for those of you who are not watching the video, it is a top, like a top floor of a second floor of a house. Mm-hmm. That's like the overlooking the Overlooking the, the stairs foyer. going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And her head is basically from the ceiling to the top almost of the to the floor. Yeah. yeah, to the top of the banister. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then we talk about the deceased male related to the woman. He used to live there, but more recently than her. And he, she got that he was from the 50s or 60s, moved out and then moved back in. She said he was very unstable while alive, really despised his family and fantasized about murdering his family. Hung out mostly in the basement because that's where he could be alone. And then Steve says, well, it's not a lot to go on, but sounds like George. <laughs> um, property went to him. Remember, after Mabel died, she mm-hmm. he was her nephew. Mm-hmm. He eloped with Hannah in 1907, cheated in 1908, and then separated and moved back in with his parents. Steve asks if he does anything, and Amy says yes. He can press. He, like, touch you, gets violent. He will hit Amy said, or Nicole says that she's been pushed on the hip. And Amy says he actually, the spirit touched her back and played with her hair, but in like a really Uh, creepy way. Gross. Yeah. And Amy saw him watching people in the shower. And that's when Nicole says, well, I feel like I've been watched in the shower. Mm -hmm. And um, he can go, he can create and cause hallucinations. And that's when I said, um, you know, he'll go into your mind and project back what you're afraid of. And just the night before the reveal, Nicole said she saw somebody running through her dining room. And Amy says, this is, it's bad. It's really bad. Yikes. Then we have the other male that she encountered. Um, When she said when she first encountered him, he kind of projected himself as a demon. So she thought maybe he was a demon, but he's not. He's just a dead guy who wants, you know, who's just a douche, Mm -hmm. evil guy. Is this the the 80s rocker? Yep. He looks like an 80s heavy metal rocker. And he's obsessed with harming the living and he's focused on his big try. That's when Amy talks about how he showed her the car accidents and leading Amy to believe that this happened in the past and he's working on making it happen again. Mm. That's when Steve talks about the Robach family, the car crash of Ronnie. And Amy says that Metalhead could have had something to do with this crash, Mm -hmm. which makes me think I wonder how many things happen that we Mm -hmm. think are not Mm -hmm. anything, but they are something. Yeah. Yeah. So then um we show a sketch of Metalhead and he is um next to the bed of Augie. And so oh, I see him, yeah. Augie has been taken over a few times. One time she talked about he ran in really scared. And then she said all of a sudden he just didn't have fear. He stood up, walked over, and slapped her in the face. <gasps> She oh my God. He became very disoriented after that and was calling her name. And Nicole said, I know it wasn't him. And Amy says, Yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah. Because then after that, he got very, you know, didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And Amy is Terrifying. really scared for Augie because the metal guy wants death by any means necessary. Wow. Amy says it's on par with demons. Oh, which is, I guess, why she thought it was a demon yeah. in the beginning. Maybe he's working um, with him. He has. His face is blacked out yeah. in the sketch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But What's on top of his head? It looks like a funnel. The, it's a bed down. post. It's the post Oh, that's of the part bed. of the bed. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the other side to see if there was another one over there and there wasn't. So I thought I thought it was something on top of his head. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I think it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm. Either way. Yeah. Okay. Creepy. Yeah. So Steve asking, you know, can they stay? Should they stay or should they go? Amy said they can stay. She said, even if you were to move, these things would go with you. So you have to fix it. Mm -hmm. She said there are lots that need to happen simultaneously. It'll be one shit storm of a day. Mm -hmm. I kind of paraphrase what she said. (laughs) She said, first of all, your son needs an exorcism. It does not have to be done by a Catholic priest, but it does Mm. need to be done. He has been utilized by the metalhead guy for a long time, and they need to make sure that he is totally out of her son. At the same time that this exorcism is going on, a psychic and a medium need to show up and remove the three people from the home. So the woman, 
the metalhead guy and the basement guy. When that's happening at the same time, a Reiki master will come in and remove any cords from Nicole that the dead people have attached. Wow. And that's where it says, that's where Amy's like, Steve said, well, what if they just cut and run? And Amy said, they would just go with you. They're they're attached to you at this point. So the um, script at the end, Nicole is searching for an exorcist, psychic medium, and a Reiki master. And the activity continues. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I need to know. Four years ago, five years ago at this point. So, I mean, maybe it's better, but I I hope so. I do too. I mean, the kid would be what, seven, seven or eight or so? Mm hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. It was a good one. Oh, oh, you're going goofy again. Oh, come on. What is that? Okay, this is really bizarre because not only not only did you turn white and then yellow, but there was on the top of my screen, I mean, on the top of your, what mm-hmm. I'm looking at you up here, mm-hmm. was a bunch of pictures of me. It was a whole bunch of this picture mm-hmm. above your screen. Well, that's weird. Yeah. That's super weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Amy, what do we get next week? Next week, I will be presenting Evil Comes Home. This is season 11, episode six. It originally aired August 14th, 2019. And I chose it because I was looking at the spreadsheet mm-hmm. and I could see where there were gaps where we hadn't done something in, you know, in a f- several episodes. Mm-hmm. And so I just like started at the beginning and, and looked, I had discovery up on my other screen and was just watching the intros yeah. to each episode. Yep. And this one looked the best to me. So nice. That's why it was my favorite of three or four. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. It's time for an Alanism. Time for an Alanism. It's time for an Alanism. And you have one picked out. I do. Yeah, I I was reading through them today. And this one stuck out to me because of what we were talking about, about mm-hmm. the astral traveling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the quote from my dad. I'm a world traveler and didn't know it. So true. I don't know what, where he got that or what he was talking about. I could ask Jack. He was wise beyond his ears. <laughs> Maybe he was astral traveling and yeah. he just didn't know what to call it. Yeah. I mean, he is a world traveler. They always yeah. traveled. They right. were went. They've been to Australia and all over Europe, and mm-hmm. so he is a world traveler. But nice. I don't know why he didn't know it. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you. This was kind we'll of a subdued time. episode, but that's okay. Yeah. See you next time, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.